Shalom, dearest brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to this week's episode of Midweek with the Saints. Today, we take a look at the life of Saint Padre Pio, a saint who many of us already know of and are in fact fond of. Saint Padre Pio is known for many famous stories, one of which includes primarily includes the story, the true story of his stigmata. So how the physical wounds of Christ manifested on his hands and his feet. Saint Padre Pio is also known for other famous signs and wonders for bilocating, levitating, and also healing many people in the name of Jesus Christ. So Saint Padre Pio did many things, um, big things during his lifetime here for the greater glory of God. But today there's one thing in particular which I would like to zero in. So, for the majority of his days as a priest, St. Padre Pio spent most of his time in the confessional. In fact, when he was a theology student in the seminary, one of his teachers told him, you are too sickly to become a preacher. My hope for you, Pio, is that you become a good confessor. The teacher of Padre Pio was truly a prophet. Prophet indeed. St. Padre Pio used to spend 15 to 19 hours a day in the confessional. He would listen to thousands of people every day in the confessional. He would spend approximately three minutes with every person and he would spend about 15 to 19 hours daily. St. Paripia also had this gift of the word of knowledge which was very accurate. So there were people who went to him for confession and they would confess nine out of ten of their sins and they would hide one. And St. Padre Pio would ask them gently and humbly, do you have anything else to add? And if they re, uh, reject, be it through um, ignorance or through resistance, St. Padre Pio would just say that sin out and ask them if they would like to confess that and ask for forgiveness. You know, St. Padre Pio had this gift of the word of knowledge. He could read souls. He could see how they fell um, in different areas of their lives. As we read in Romans 3, 23, for all have fallen short of the glory of God. St. Padre Pio was in touch with this reality that we fall short of the glory of God. And God gave him this gift to read souls, the gift of the word of knowledge, so that he could see the sins which some of these people did not even know they were committing. He could see the sins that they may have even forgotten and invite them to this part of reconciliation with God, this part of penance. To turn to God with contrite hearts, humble and contrite hearts. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, the sacrament of confession, sacrament of reconciliation, where does this come from? Did the Catholic Church just come up with it much later, just a few centuries ago? No, brothers and sisters, we see this all across Scripture, especially in the New Testament. But today, I would like to, like to read um, this key text in the Scripture verse which is the basis, the fundamentals of the sacrament of confession. And I read in John chapter 20, verses 21 to 23, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And verse 23, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven of them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So Jesus gave them the power to forgive sins and to retain sins. And St. Padre Pio, for a matter of fact, indeed, did retain sins of certain people who came to him for confession. When he could sense that they did not want to change their ways, 
when they were rebellious, when they came to confession as a kind of uh, ATM machine just to gain forgiveness for now and then they would just go back and sin in the same way again. The point of confession is so that we don't go back to our old ways. There were certain people who were adamant that they were going to go back to their old way of life and St. Patrick Pryor refused to grant them absolution from their sins. So priests have every right to either forgive or to retain. And God in His mercy wants to forgive us through the priest whom acts in a persona Christi. Friends, we also read in the Catechism of the Catholic Church and there's this whole article in the Catechism of the Catholic Church addressing this topic, the sacrament of confession, or what the Catechism also calls the sacrament of conversion, the sacrament of penance, and the sacrament of forgiveness, and the sacrament of reconciliation. You know, uh, each of these names of this sacrament, which is essentially the same sacrament, carries out a specific meaning to determine or rather to indicate the function of this sacrament, to bring us back to God ultimately. But friends, today I want to read in particular chapters 1428 and 1429. And I read 1428. Christ's call to conversion continues to resound in the lives of Christians. This second conversion is an uninterrupted task for the whole church, who, clasping sinners to her bosom, is at once holy and always in need of purification and follows constantly the path of penance and renewal. So the Catechism calls this the second conversion because the first conversion comes in and through the sacrament of baptism. The second conversion comes in and through the sacrament of reconciliation. And the Catechism says that the church, clasping sinners to her bosom, is at once holy and always in need of purification. We know this beautiful imagery in the Last Supper where Saint John, the beloved apostle, rested his head against the chest of Jesus. You know, just imagine as well, through the sacrament of confession, we get this intimacy with Jesus. We get to rest our head against the heart of Jesus. We get to listen to his heartbeat, his heart beating for us, his heart beating for us to run back to him as a child would run back to her father. Friends, we read on in chapter 1429, 1429 of the Catechism. St. Peter's conversion after he had denied his master three times bears witness to this. Jesus' look of infinite mercy drew tears of repentance from Peter and after the Lord's resurrection, a threefold affirmation of love for him. The second conversion also had a communitarian dimension as it's clear in the Lord's call to a whole church, repent. You know, friends, we see how St. Peter denied Jesus three times and at the same time, after the resurrection, Jesus comes to him and asks him three times, Peter, do you love me? And, G and Peter replies him each time, Yes, Lord, I love you. Friends, do we really love the Lord? Let us ask ourselves this question. St. Padre Prior loved the Lord very much. And I read on in this section, in this chapter, 1429, it's followed by this, um, this quote of St. Ambrose, who says, The two conversions that in the church there are waters and tears. St. Ambrose sees of the two conversions that in the church there are waters and tears, the waters of baptism and the tears of repentance. The waters of baptism and the tears of repentance. Friends, we all know that scene where Jesus asks Peter three times, do you love me? 
the first time do you love me? And Peter says, yes, I do. And as Jesus keeps asking, Peter is moved in his heart because he has this conviction and he has at the same time this realization that yes, Lord, I'm saying I love you, but at the same time in my human frailty, I know that I might fail you tomorrow. Friends, we need to have this heart, this disposition in our hearts when we run to the confessional. We need to really have remorse for our sins, feel sorrow for our sins. Not because we fear the punishment of God if we do not confess them, but because we have offended the one who loves us the most, the one who loved us first. Friends, if you wrong your loved one, a spouse or a family member, and you hurt them terribly, you would be moved to tears when you apologize to them. You know, it, it's not... Uh, it's not that I'm saying that you should kind of like dramatize going to the confession and start crying there. But be moved in your heart that you have offended the person who loves you the most, the lover of your soul. And run to confession so that this blockage may be removed, so that you can re-achieve that intimacy with Jesus in and through the sacrament of confession. Right, said Padre Pio spent 15 to 19 hours a day because he knew that through the sacrament of confession, the soul will be healed, hearts will be changed and transformed, minds will be renewed, because he was only a channel in that sacrament of confession. In the confession, he was only a channel acting in persona Christi. The Padre Pio just directed everyone to the mercy of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Padre Pio knew of his power indeed. So friends, St. Padre says, right, that we should never stay away from the sacrament of confession for more than eight days. He basically means that we should run to confession weekly. We should run to confession every week without fail. We should stop giving excuses and just run to the sacrament of confession every seven to eight days. You know, and I say again, confession, according to Padre Pio, is the soul's bath. Even a clean and unoccupied room gathers dust. Lifted after a week, and you will see that that room needs cleaning. So, friends, Padre Pio likens the state of the soul to the state of a room. A room that is clean and unoccupied still needs dusting after a week. Our souls, as well, still needs cleaning in and through the sacrament of confession after a week. Whatever venial sins that we have committed, you know, if we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves. We really deceive ourselves. You know, friends, we need to rediscover the power of this sacrament. This true this sacrament receives supernatural grace to uh, reconcile with God, and we receive this supernatural grace to overcome these areas of sin that we have fallen in in the past. So, friends, run to the sacrament of confession. Spadipio asks us to do this weekly at the very least. If you can go more often, that's even better. Up next, St. Padipio says that we should do the examination of conscience daily. The examination of conscience is basically a time where we set aside for us to review the day, to be grateful to God for all the good things that happened firstly, and at the same time to review any way or manner in which we may have offended God, we may have wronged God, we may have sinned against God and against our neighbor, we may have fallen short of the glory of God. It is good for us to have an examination of conscience every day because there are certain uh, things that go into our unconscious, our subconscious minds. 
But if we make it a habit to examine our conscience daily, it is better. It is a better mode for us to be able to remember the ways in which we may have fallen short of the glory of God. So that when we go for confession at the end of the week, we are making a truly meaningful and honest confession before the priest and above all before God. So friends, run to confession weekly. Do an examination of conscience daily. And lastly, I leave you with this. Just as this picture over here is with Padre Pio holding a rosary, friends. I ask you all to pray the rosary daily. In fact, I will integrate the examination of conscience together with the rosary. The more you pray the rosary, the more you meditate on the life of Christ in and through the mysteries of the rosary, the more you see God for who He is, the more you see yourself for who you are. The more you see the values of Jesus in the Gospels, in the mysteries of the rosary, the more you start to see how you are falling short in your lives. Friends, the rosary is a tool for you to do the examination of conscience. And there will be certain things in our blind spot. You know, friends, during Padre Pio's time, indeed, Padre Pio could read the souls of those who came for confession. During our time, it is most likely that the priest that you go to does not have this ability to read the soul. But friends, I have good news for you. The role that St. Padre Pio played in the confessional, now Mother Mary can play for us. If we pray the rosary meaningfully and ask Mother Mary to reveal to us the areas of our life that we are falling short so that we can confess it at the end of the week, Mother Mary will undoubtedly show you this blind spot, show you the sins that you have forgotten, show you the things that you do not even know were sins, especially the sins of omission. And friends, let us run to confession. Let us do the examination of conscience. And let us pray the rosary. St. Padre Pio used to pray 35 rosaries a day. What is my excuse? What is your excuse? He used to listen to confessions for 15 to 19 hours. And at the same time, he had time to pray the rosary 35 times. At least 35 times. Friends, we do not need to pray the rosary that many times. We just pray one rosary meaningfully. And through the intercessions of St. Padre Pio, who sits and prays the rosary with you, the intercessions of the Blessed Mother, your life will be changed. You will live a life worthy of God's calling. You will live a life like that of St. Padre Pio. So friends, the confession is indeed a bath. And I think you and I need a bath for our souls at least once a week. Unless we want to become stinky before the Lord. And even if we are stinky before the Lord, the Lord welcomes us with open arms as long as we run back to Him in the confessional. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I would like to give a huge shout out to Amanda Lee for this beautiful illustration of Padre Pio, a saint who is dear to her heart as well. So Amanda, thank you so much for this illustration and for allowing me to use it for this podcast. All of you watching, Amanda has a ministry called City on the Hill a ministry which uses designing and calligraphy and creative arts to minister the goodness of Jesus Christ. So friends, follow her on her Instagram, her Facebook, and even check out her online shop. All the links are down in the description below. Go check it out. Stay blessed, brothers and sisters in Christ, and let us keep each other in prayers. God bless. <music>